First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, and it says, uh, verse number six, it says, love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with truth. Mm. It, uh, 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 and then verse seven says it always protects always. And I don't think I have verse seven down there, Sev. I do. I said it says it always protects, always trusts, always hopes and always perseveres. Mm. Once again, I want to read that. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with truth. It doesn't delight, doesn't delight in evil, but it rejoices with truth. It always protects. Love can protect. It always trusts, always hopes, and always, always, I like that one. That one, if something is always persevering, it means that it always wins. Mm. Winning, we win it. Yeah. yeah, we win it. If something is always going to persevere and break through, mm. that means that thing is unstoppable. Yeah. Amen. You know, Church City, the greatest weapon that the Christian has, the most powerful weapon, is our ability to love. Mm. Our love is an unstoppable force. Yeah. And I want to recap before I get into what I want to talk about today so that those of you who are joining us, we've been in this series where we've been talking about love. If you've missed the sermons, go to our YouTube and make sure that you backtrack and you see all of them. Amen. Amen. They're on there. But uh, on the first week when we started talking about this thing, we talked about what Paul was trying to say. Right. Paul said that if you are void of love, then everything you ever try to do, as great as those things might be, if it's void of love, it becomes meaningless. Paul said you can have the greatest of spiritual gifts, prophesy, speak in tongues, call fire down from heaven. But if there's no love in it, it is a waste. Even if you go to the extent of do good deeds, you bless the poor, feed the hungry and do whatever you got to do. But there's no love behind it. It is a waste of time. You can go to the extent of martyrdom Mm. and die. But if you died with no love, Mm. it is in vain. Mm. Love is a very powerful thing. And Paul says that love is the key component that should be present in every act in which we do. And I'm telling you this. I've been examining myself and praying. I really have. And asking God, God, are the things I do... Are they connected to love? Because see, here's the other thing I've been discovering. Void of love, void of pure heart Mm. to service to God Mm. and really loving the the people that it's going to to reach or loving God and letting the purity of it come in, then what we do can become a burden. Right. And sometimes I often see that when I, when love begins to creep out and what I'm doing uh, uh is void of it, it becomes more of a burden than it is a blessing or something I can rejoice over. And so I got to recheck and refocus and say, God, bring back the purity of why I'm doing this. Mm. Amen. Mm. And uh, uh, so we talked about that in the first week. Then we went on to talk about love is patient. What it's not the patience is not just the ability to wait. It's the attitude of what you do while waiting. Amen. We talk about love being kind. And I hope you did your act of kindness to Mm. somebody. Right. Love is is demonstrative. It is not just a feeling. You can demonstrate love by what you do for others. It does not envy. We talk about when you look at other people and you have what we call in the streets, some hatey, hateration in your heart. That's not love. Amen. Amen. And oftentimes people can 
begin to develop enviousness because of their, their own laziness. Right. Them not wanting to do something. And I'm going to show you something else. Not only them not wanting to do something else. Then we talked about love does not boast. So when you do stuff for people, you don't go bragging about it. Right? right? Look what I did for you. It is not rude. It doesn't dishonor people. But love honors. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't honor those people who society deem honorable. It takes the lowest of lows. Yeah. And even though they might be unqualified, might have never accomplished anything, you still respect them with dignity. Why? Yes. Because they're image bearers. What yes. does that mean? They were made in the image of God. Right. Everybody deserves honor and respect, no yes. matter who they are. Yeah. And, it, and then we talked about last week, it is, uh, well, we talked about the week before, it is not easily angered. So, so we can be angry, but sin not. Don't right. let the anger turn into what we call bitterness right. and hate. Mm -hmm. And last Friday, if you watch, we said it holds no record of wrongs, meaning that love forgives. Right. And uh, you can't keep a record of all that people has done. Keeping a record simply means you can remember exactly the time date of what everybody has done to you and at a minute's minute's notice you can regurgitate and tell them yeah. what they have done that means you're holding on to the hurt mm -hmm. and we said this friday night that god's only solution for hurt is forgiveness mm -hmm. god doesn't give us another solution revenge right. is not an option yeah. hallelujah and becoming successful just to prove to them you're going to end up in more pain hallelujah yeah. become successful according to what god's standards are don't become successful to hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because guess what? I guarantee you'll end up being the one hurt. Mm -hmm. But but to, to learn how to forgive. And here's what I wanted to say, Sherry. Uh, uh, envying, uh, uh, laziness, and all these other things that are attached. And holding records of wrongs. And not being patient with people. And, and, and getting mad and jealous. And letting bitterness really comes down to one thing. That you don't really trust that God is able to do in your life what he says. Right. You say, why do you say that? Because I really don't have to be jealous and envious of anybody if I trust that God is able to make something out of my life. Mm -hmm. I really don't have to hold record of wrongs and hold on to bitterness and be angry and hold you hostage and want revenge if I trust that God is able to do something for me, mm -hmm. I can safely let go of that because I know God hasn't forgotten about me yeah. and that God loves me mm -hmm. and that God is not going to let me, hallelujah, punish and die and rot and, and, and beat me up. But mm -hmm. the same God that is able to bless anybody is able to bless me. I trust him with my life. Amen. So if he asks me to let go, I can let go because I know that what he has is greater than what I'm holding on to. I'm yes, going to say that again. Yes. What God may be asking you to let go of mm. is probably worse than what he's trying to offer you. What you are going to let go of, God has much greater yes. than what you're holding on to. Amen, mm. somebody. Amen. And so today we want to continue on in the word of the Lord. Mm. And I want to start here because... Many people said, Pastor, you've been talking about love and I've been tuning in every week to hear you talk about marriage and fix my relationship. And you read in this Corinthian stuff and you still haven't really dived into marriage. Mm. Well, the truth of the matter is this, that this scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, will be read and said at most <laughs> weddings. Most wives and husbands would hear this 
at their weddings. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is Paul in context is dealing with a church at Corinth. Yeah. Now Corinth, when, when it was ruled by Greece, was a very intellectual smart place but Rome had now taken it over and for a minute it went through transition because they were they were conquered but Corinth strategically where it was located Mm. was a place that was good for business because of travel and where it was right and not only that now that it was conquered by Romans it had of course Greek philosophers there but now the Roman world attracted everybody because Rome conquered the world so you had people from all over coming to Corinth. Mm. Now, with all types of people coming to Corinth, you had all types of belief systems yep. from people who don't believe there's a God to people who believe in many other gods. Mm-hmm. And they all brought their gods and their philosophies. And what begun to happen in Corinth was that uh, what can often happen in Christianity? They all came to the Lord, but then some of the baggage mm-hmm. of what they had crept in Mm. and as this stuff was creeping in from their sexual immorality Mm. to their philosophies to the way they they begun to think about the resurrection of Christ do we really need him to resurrect or not all of that and so Paul began to pen the the letter to Corinth to deal with all these issues Mm. and the one thing that he he looked at the most and that in the middle of Corinthians is written there is about love Mm. because here they were uh, bragging on their spiritual gifts and their philosophy fees and so Paul said if you if you have the intellect and you can speak with the tongues of men and angels and and you can do all of this but you have not love then you're nothing because because men and women begun to look at their intellect their abilities and what they can do greater than what is the motive behind it Mm. and so Paul said let me break this thing down and so he wrote love because and he wasn't dealing with husband and wife he was dealing with humanity and humanity Mm. and he was dealing Mm. with the fact that you love is not something that is exclusive only to marriage but love is something that we have to live out Every day in our lives. Yeah. Love love is not, and, 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 and not that it doesn't affect marriage, but when you get these characteristics to sink inside, mm-hmm. your marriage will automatically benefit. Mm-hmm. Your relationships with your children will automatically benefit. You, you, the, the battles you are fighting, your greatest weapon in the battle, and I've often said this and people look at me like I'm crazy, the greatest spiritual warfare weapon you have is your ability to love. Yeah. Love. Love changes and, and, and does a multitude of good deeds yeah. that the opposite of it can never do. Yeah. So Paul was right into Corinth because he wanted to fix this, this relationship that men and women had with each other. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so he's writing these things because he has that goal in mind. You know, Sister Sherry, the church needs to understand this. When I read the book of Acts, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is one of the most powerful things about the book of Acts? If I were to ask that question, right? Some people would say the fact that Paul was saved and knocked off his horse and Jesus appeared to him. Right. What's more powerful than that? Some would say, uh, no, it's, it's 
uh, Paul and Silas in the prison when God shook the prison. Look at that mighty move of God. Right. Some might say, no, it's, it's what Peter did. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, look at the works Peter did. Peter prayed for people and they came back to life. Mm -hmm. Dead people were coming mm -hmm. back to life in the book of Acts. Someone would say, no, it's when, when they went to the temple and the man who was standing there at the yeah. gate called Beautiful yeah. was sick in his body. Mm -hmm. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. Mm -hmm. Some might say that's the greatest in the book of Acts. And when you look at all these things, there are so many great things that happen in the book of Acts, but one of them often would never be mentioned. But if you ask me, this is the greatest. The Bible says the church was in one accord. Mm. Yeah. All of the other great works was only happening mm. as a result of the unity of the church. Yeah. You see, the church saw themselves mm. as not being part of the culture or mm. the popular world. Mm. They saw themselves with a master right. whose name is Jesus. Yes. They had leadership. You know what the problem is with a lot of modern day movements? Mm. There's no leaders. Mm. It's just everybody deciding what it is. Right. There's no vision. Mm. There's no, where is the movement going? Right. So we make it up as we go along in today. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. King was somebody who had vision and, and he was a leader. Yeah. And when you look through history, you mm -hmm. can find many leaders of movements, great movements. Yeah. And they gave vision to the people they were leading. Great pastors give vision to their church. Yeah. Great Presidents give visions to their countries. Great, uh, uh, whatever it is, great company leaders yeah. give vision, right? Like Steve Jobs had a vision, yeah. right? We might not agree with a lot of other things that he did, right. but he definitely gave Apple, the company, a vision moving yeah. forward yeah. to the point where the visionaire dies. It's like the company kind of. Mm. Elon Musk is another name that everybody says. The guy who, right. you know, uh, Tesla uh, started PayPal, send, got two <laughs> men in the air, right? now flying around they they give vision and they give a clear path well i tell you the greatest leader oh my gosh yes. the greatest leader that ever walked planet earth yes. is king jesus yes. and what was his company mm. his company is yes. called the church Hallelujah. and i'm part of that organization yes. i'm part of an organization built by god called the, the church, church. Hallelujah. Yes. And the gates of hell won't prevail. Anyway, this ain't yes. rap season. Hallelujah. But 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 God is our CEO. Yes. The Lord Jesus is our and so so I have never felt like I needed to join with any other movements in the culture. Mm. Now I might support a cause. Mm. I might even see some things in other uh, uh, things in movements mm. that I can say, hey, that's cool. I like what you're doing. Mm. But I've always been part of the movement Amen. the church and the early church was able to cause in the first day that they got in one accord in, mm. the, in Pentecost 3,000 yeah, people yep. changed yeah. they shook culture immediately yes. that, that eventually governments and magistrates were after the leaders yeah. 
Imagine if the church got back to a place yes. where yes. we immediately affect culture. Yes. And how is that? Make no mistakes about it. God wants all the other things that we're fighting about. But God's number one objective is to restore man to himself. Yes. You see, as long as man's relationship is broken with God, yes. men will always self-destruct. And yes. we're going to talk about this yeah. today. But when men's relationship are restored to God, the world changes. Mm. When your relationship is right with God, I promise you, and I'm going to, you know, people say I don't talk about marriage. Mm. I promise you, marriages, every marriage that has been in turmoil, mm. somebody in that marriage is not totally submitted to what the word says. Mm. Somebody still holding on to pride. Somebody don't want to admit they're wrong. Right. Somebody don't want to apologize. Yeah. Somebody don't want to change. Yeah. Somebody don't want to do what the word says. Mm. Somebody still holding on to the world. Mm. Somebody, but you see, when you submit to the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. th there is there's when you submit to the Lord Jesus Christ, when all parties are submitted to God, mm. things will work. Yeah. The church will work. Yes. The church will be effective. But today we've got a church that is controlled by most of the culture. The culture tells us what we ought to be chasing. The yeah. devil is a liar. Yeah. There ain't a thing in this world that can satisfy more than Jesus. Yes. Which brings me to the text today. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm preaching up yes. a storm today. Yes. I don't I didn't mean to. Hallelujah. Which brings me to the text cuz this is what the apostle says. He says, "Love does not delight in evil, yeah. but rejoices." Yeah with truth. Yeah, yeah. I stopped there and I, I, I begun to look at this scripture. The word delight means to take pleasure. Mm. Have you ever delighted in some ice cream? Oh yeah. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you ever delighted in some good whatever your food is? Come on. If you're watching, mm. type your favorite food mm. down right now. Sherry, you can't. You, you gray it. Type your favorite food. Whatever your have you ever delighted in that? Have you ever delighted in in uh, 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 you know your favorite food? I'm using that as an example. Yeah. To delight means to take pleasure. Mm -hmm. You know, me and you, we have this tradition that we missed mm -hmm. every Sunday after church. We would stop at the Golden Crust. Yes. not the Golden Corral. We yes. don't got those in New York. <laughs> Golden Crust, yes. and we would go in there. And it would be two things we either mm. order. Some, some, some. Hallelujah. You got to be from White the Caribbean rice. to understand it. Now, you got to understand, we got an international oh, audience. Oh, some oh. people here go and be like, what kind of savages are y'all? But where <laughs> we from? Uh, or, or some oxtail. Yeah. yeah. With some sweet plants. Hallelujah. You telling too much of the delighting. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we would come home, unpack that food, and delight in it. Yes. And watch TV. And then the TV would Quite watch sure. us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. That's, in other words, you take pleasure in it. Yeah. And I looked at this word and I said to myself, love doesn't delight, take mm. pleasure, enjoy. It is something it's, it is finding joy in, right. in evil. Right. And I said to myself, well, that's kind of obvious. Ain't nobody in their right mind would ever take pleasure and delight in evil. And then I had to check myself. Because the truth of the matter is this, Sherry. Oftentimes, we are delighting in evil more than we know. Mm. And it is very e easy to delight in evil. And I'm going to tell you why. But 
I had to check myself because the Lord begun to remind me of a time when I used to love a lot of hip hop. Mm. And what I used to do was I used to go to sleep to the hip hop. Yeah. I used to argue over which rapper is the best. Mm. And I enjoyed it. I bought their records. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would be into it. And the pleasure of it. Now watch this. Listen to this. This is going to bless you. If you write and write this down. The pleasure of the thing actually makes you overlook the evil of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll make that very practical. Yeah. Ice cream, for example, mm. some of us might not need to eat another piece of ice cream because yeah. it affects our health. Yeah. But the pleasure of the ice cream makes you overlook the sugar of the ice cream that is killing your kidneys. Your face be looking like whenever we deal with food, you look like you get ministered on to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pleasure of the music, the pleasure of it made me overlook the poison in it. Yeah. The pleasure of the adultery makes you overlook the... Mm. The pleasure of the... Right. The alcohol yeah. makes you overlook... The poison in you always being drunk. Mm. The pleasure. And sometimes the enemy has a way of taking some part of something. Whether it's, take for example, a movement, right? The yeah. movements that we see in society. Even I, I, I made a song years ago that says this. You got to keep a close eye on the people that you move with. Mm -hmm. Everybody nowadays is marching in the movement. Some ain't gonna like what I say in my song. They march for the right to do what is the wrong. Mm. It's still prophetic yeah. as it was yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 11 years ago, actually. Mm. It's still as prophetic. What does that mean? It means that oftentimes, sometimes you can be in a movement that has a, a cause that you partially like. And because that part is pleasurable, you overlook the poison in the rest of it. Yeah. So that's why I made that song that says, be careful who you align with. I found the safest movement to be in yeah. is the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's the one movement that the people don't want to be allowed about. Yeah. We got a savior. Yeah. We got philosophies from yeah. him and scriptures from him yeah. and words from him that is yes. life changing. Yes. Let's proclaim them. Yes. But I looked at that and I said... How is it that people can delight? And then the Lord began to show me the pleasure of the thing makes people overlook the poison of the thing. Mm. And so I looked at that and I wrote some things down here. Look at this, Sister Sherry. Right? We take pleasure in it, right? Uh, 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 look at this. Uh, uh, the pleasure of the thing causes us to overlook the evil in it. Mm. But truth on the opposite end. Mm. Right? Yeah. Truth oftentimes... Hurts feelings first. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's not appealing to a pleasurable side. Right. It's really appealing to a side that says you might have to change. Yeah. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you all today. Y'all ready for some Bible study? Yeah. Sister Sherry, you ready? Yeah. You got your, your, your Bible ready? I'm going to go through a few scriptures. Okay. Why is it... That it is so easy to take delight in evil. Mm. 
Why is it that we don't run to scriptures as easy as, as oh, Lord. Mm. See, I need to be in church city to really preach this because <laughs> I know the world's watching. Yeah. Why is it easy to look at certain pictures on Instagram? Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Than it is to run to scriptures. Right. Why is it easy to have conversations behind closed doors that is foul and be cleaned up in front of public. Mm. <laughs> you yeah, understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Why is it so easy to gossip? Yeah. Why is it so easy to get angry and hold grudge? Yeah. Why is it always easier? And I said, God, this, you know, you know me, but this is not right. <laughs> God, not, 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 God, that's not right. Because I got a problem inside of me. Mm. It is easier to hate right. than it is to love. Yeah. Well, if you study yeah. scriptures, the reason why is because the fallen nature of man, inside of the fallen nature of man, and this is another way you can know the Bible is true. You don't have to teach people to no. do wrong. Mm-mm. You know little Siley boy is only four years old. Mm. <laughs> Even though he tells me I got to say three for the game over song because I was three. But Siley Boy, who's four years old, has a new habit. Mm. He lies. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so Siley Boy uh, recently has been doing some secret things. And then when you approach him and you say, hey, Silas, you did this? He would say, no, you lie. <laughs> and then you'd be like, Silas, did you lie? Like, yeah, I lied. <laughs> I didn't teach him that. It's coming natural to him. Yeah. I have to spend most of my life teaching him now <laughs> not to lie. I spend most of my life as a parent teaching them, reinforcing why it is to do right. Right. But the wrong naturally came. If that didn't naturally come, I wouldn't have such a hard time parenting. That's true. And it's the same as true for me. If naturally love came, mm. if naturally forgiveness came, right. if naturally if my nature mm. naturally wanted to do what is right, life would be so much easier. Man. But I got a different nature. Yeah. Look at what the Bible says. Can you, let, let's go to some of these scriptures. Look at what the book of Jeremiah, look at this, Sister Sherry, put it up. It's the first one there. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says this. The heart mm. is deceitful above some things. Oh. No, 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 no. Mm. Y'all see it on the screen? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick or wicked. And who can understand it? Mm. Right? I'm reading from the ESV version. If that's a little bit different, that's the NIV. But it says the same thing. Put it back on me. What that is basically saying is that your heart above everything else is the most deceptive. And you know what I've learned is that your heart not only is willing to deceive others, but guess who it deceives the most? Yeah yourself yeah, yeah. you will lie to yourself more than you will to anybody else uh, from the shoes you wear sometimes that you tell yourself look good you lying <laughs> to that ain't gonna hurt you or you can get away with that or nobody's looking or i don't really need to change or i'll change tomorrow or you know what i got time mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I, 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 
Eventually, I'll get it together. You know what? I don't need to apologize. They need to feel it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what? I got time. To... Your heart is constantly lying to you. I have always said that the greatest con man you will ever meet is not somebody on the outside, but he's living right in your chest. It's mm -hmm. your heart. And that heart needs to be transformed because yeah. it will, by nature, continue to lie and deceive. Mm -hmm. Look at what Genesis um Six, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 says put that up for me Seth. it says Paul is writing here and he writes to the church and he says and you were dead in trespasses and sins mm. you were what? Dead. can a dead man respond? No. can a dead man fix his own situation? No. when a dead man is dead what is he? Dead. he's dead and it says you were Dead in sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. See, people who don't know Jesus don't even know that they're following a devil system. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He says, uh, the power of the air, the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, mm. among whom we all once lived. In the passions of our flesh. So what is Paul trying to say there? Look, let me read the rest. Carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Did I put the rest of the scriptures up on there, Sev? Go to the next one. It goes to verse 5, verse 4, right? Now, now, now keep it on that. Let, let, me ex let me explain something. It says here that Paul says we were dead in sin. Right. And by nature, these are the things we wanted to do. It naturally was happening. Look, but it goes on, right? And what he says is, is that by grace, we have been saved. Mm -hmm. The next couple of verses says it. Look, 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 look what it says right there. It says, whom we all once uh, carry in a, a, the mind and were by nature children of wrath. But, but God being what? Rich in mercy because of his great love he, uh, which he had for us. Even when we were dead, uh, Christ came and it is by grace we have been what? Saved. Now, let me, let me, let me, that's a lot to unpack right there and it's going to take a whole another Sunday. Mm -hmm. But what Paul is saying, Paul said, if it wasn't for grace, mm -hmm. what is grace? Undeserved favor. Grace, now we have reduced grace, undeserved favor to mean cars and houses. Right, right. Now that is a level of favor. You might not deserve some blessings, but God still give them to you. But make no mistakes, in the context here, people read this and preach this and they go and talk about houses and cars. This is talking in the context here of you by nature desired evil. That heart of yours wanted to turn up, wanted to do everything. But God, who is rich yeah. in mercy, saw you and found you. And because he loved you, he changed you. Mm -hmm. And it is by grace mm -hmm. we have been saved, not by our works, right? right? But I want you to pay attention there specifically to what Paul is saying. We are dead in our sins. Mm. So we naturally right. want to delight in evil. Yeah. 
That's why you, that's why people fornicate. That's yeah. why people commit adultery. That's why people murder. look murder. That's why yeah. people look at certain things. That's yeah. why people gossip. That's why some Christians, when you look at their, you know, you can tell a lot about a Christian by who they follow on social media. Mm. And I don't mean to get into everybody's business, mm. but it's easy to follow people who delight in evil. Mm. What can I learn from people who delight in evil? Well, you can learn work ethic. I can learn that in the Bible. Yeah. I can learn that from Jesus. Yeah. And so, so, so sometimes, oh, I know I'm stepping on a lot of toes today. Yeah. This is too bad, right? No, this this too teaching. rough. Yeah. But, but by nature, by nature, hallelujah, yeah. you, you naturally, it is so easy to follow celebrities and gossip and this and all. It is so natural. Oh, but it's so funny, Pastor. You want to understand, these people be funny. They crack, ha, ha, they crack, ha, they crack. They delight in evil yeah. and you overlook the poison and support them. You, yeah. you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so it's natural to us. Look at what Paul says. Look, look at another scripture. Put up Romans 7, 18. Paul is no, you see, I'm, and let me say this. You put it up already, Seth? Before you put it up, let me say this. I'm not preaching at you, I'm preaching to me too. Yeah. Because I, like every human being, yeah. struggle with this. It comes natural to do evil. Of course. And Paul had this same problem. Mm. The great apostle Paul, yeah. who penned all those books, yeah. said, I got to struggle. I, he, he stopped and he broke it down. And, and in the right. middle of there, he says this. This is in Romans. Put up Romans 7, 18 for me. He says, for I know that nothing good dwells in me. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. That is in my flesh. Mm -hmm. And when that word flesh is written there, it means in my nature. Right. Right? For I have the desire to do. I have a desire. Mm. I, have a, I have a, I'm trying to do right, right, but not the ability to carry it out. What, what is Paul saying there? And then um, we all know the very famous... Uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That was the next scripture. Mm -hmm. But watch this. What is Paul saying by, nothing good dwells in me. That is in my nature. He's saying that heart, that nature. See, when the Bible says heart, it's not talking about your physical heart. It's talking about the, 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 the nature inside of you. Mm -hmm. the, the seed of where you make your decisions. Mm -hmm. That part has to be redeemed. And this is what people don't understand about salvation. They keep thinking their salvation is, I chose God, so now I'm saved. No, God is choosing you. Mm. And he's going to do a work inside of you. The only thing you can do is like what we said on Friday night. When the pardon is given, you can either reject the pardon or accept it. Right, right. But the pardon has been given and yeah. it's either you accept it and let it now begin to free you. Yeah. And so Paul says, Paul had this problem. He said, man, when I look inside of me, everything inside of me want to do wrong. He said, this nature just want to do wrong. And all I'm left with is a desire to do right. But because of my nature, there's an inability to get it right. Mm -hmm. So what must I do? Later on, he goes on in that scripture and he says, oh, wretched man that I am. Mm -hmm. That's where that scripture comes from. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing grace. Yeah. I was with that saved a wretch like me. Comes from, Paul calls him, say, he said, oh, wretched man that I am. What do you mean by that? He said, I'm, I'm in a crisis here yeah. because... There's a nature in me that want to do evil, and there's a part of me that desires to do good, but it's limited by this nature. So I'm, I'm in a problem here. But then he says, but thanks be to God. Yeah. 
through Jesus yeah. who has come, died on the cross mm. and forgiven and broken that nature. Yeah. Now we are sons of God, mm. not sons of darkness. Mm. That's what he's talking about in Ephesians. So now a new nature arises, the spirit man mm. that is able to fight the flesh. Yeah. But that spirit man will only win if he's strong. Well, how does he how is he strong? You got to read that Bible. You yeah. got to you got to be in prayer. You got to call on the Lord. You got to This is Christianity 101. Yeah. You got to stay surrounding yourself with food. Yes. That feeds the spirit. Yeah. Right? And when you feed the spirit, all of a sudden, a new nature begins to arise. Yeah. A new person, a new man. That's why the Bible says if any man is in Christ, he is brand new. Yeah. A new creature emerges. Yeah. A new person emerges that fights that flesh, that puts that flesh to death, that holds captive every thought that is not the word of God, brings it into subjection to the spirit, and then eventually a new person arises. How do I delight in evil? I want to delight in evil. Here's what he says, that when a person who has love in their heart, mm. you will know that love because their pleasure will be found in truth. Mm. Not in what's popular, yeah. mm. not in what's the philosophy of the age, yeah. but what is truth. And here's the thing about truth. Truth is often the road less traveled. Yeah. It is not the method by which people often take. It is harder to apologize. Yeah. It is harder to... And, and you know, the, the, we are so entangled with this nature. Mm. <laughs> that word entangled is a funny word nowadays. <laughs> we are so entangled with this nature. We are in, in entanglement. <laughs> Let me just get it out there. We are so entangled that even when it is time to apologize, we don't even apologize rightly. You know how we apologize? You know, I want to say sorry, but the reason why I did it was if you are more concerned with telling people the reason why you did it, you are more concerned with justifying your bad actions. Right. When you apologize, you have, con you have <clears throat> repented and come to the conclusion that what I did was wrong. There is no reason that justifies this. Mm. But people often, I'm going to say sorry when you say sorry. <laughs> Marriages break up because of that. Mm. Families fall apart because of that. Because what is truth is often less travel. Society falls apart because of that. Let me tell you something. Make no mistake. I'm just going to preach, Harry. Yeah. I, I love the world we live in. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I, I, I pray that this virus goes. Yeah. I pray that all the social unrest comes to an end. Yeah. I pray that the Lord leads our country and leads our world forward and brings revival to the world because yeah. I want to see men and women saved. But I always tell people this, and people always look at me like I'm crazy. I don't care what the popular philosophy is. You're not going to get me to hate anybody yeah. because you cannot change anybody with hate. Yeah. All hate does is show that you have a record of a wrong you're holding on to. Yes. That you have an envy, you have something Bitterness. that you just can't yeah. let go of. Yeah. Love says that, yeah, you wronged me. And it's not excusable mm. until you repent of it, right? Yeah. But in the meanwhile, I've got a way in which I can get you to repent yeah. by constantly yes. loving you. How did God get me to repent? Mm. He didn't hate yes. me and say, until you repent, then I love. Oh, look mm. at the old song. The yeah. old song used to say, um, 
uh, 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 Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so, right? But there was another one. That ain't the one I'm thinking. It says, um, yes, Jesus loves me. Uh, how, how, how do I know? Because he first loved me. I, I'm butchering the song <laughs> up like I'm, like I'm a vice. <laughs> Never mind. I'm stuttering on my words like, a, like I'm running. From, amen. Hallelujah. But, uh. <laughs> but <laughs> pray for me y'all but but y'all know the thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey we gotta have fun it, it ain't a bone in me that's gonna hate anybody because the way i got saved was first christ loved me yeah. he loved me in the nature yeah. he loved me beyond me he loved me enough that when his love hit me i had to look and come to a place to say what i did was wrong and I need to be forgiven. Mm. You know, it is not popular to rejoice in truth today. Yeah. Sometimes truth look like what the person is doing is absolutely stupid. Mm. And sometimes we might even say those words about people that are actually doing things that are truth. Mm. I don't know what they're doing. I wouldn't do that. Why? Because nobody applauds it. Sometimes the, the smallest of church has the most truth. Mm. But we don't applaud the small pastor because he don't got the big building. Yeah. And sometimes the biggest buildings yeah. ain't nothing but positive thinking. Yeah. I'm not against that. I want a big church. I want, I want to blow up. <laughs> I want all of that. But the, but the fact, what I'm trying to get to you is that truth is often the low road less traveled. Mm. And you know what, man? Here's the thing, though. I've learned that the pleasure of sin has a pleasure, but it leaves you in bondage. It leaves you in more problems. Mm. Truth sometimes doesn't have that pleasurable look, but it leaves you in freedom. And I don't know about you, mm. I would not trade a temporary feeling of pleasure to end up in bondage mm. over a tough moment of truth mm. that leads me to freedom. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing I would trade more. Yeah. And freedom. Yeah. And the Bible says, now you see why love is so powerful. Now you see why Paul stopped to say, let me pen this thing on love. Mm. That no matter what you do, if it ain't coming from here, yeah. if this ain't what it's trying to achieve, mm. it won't achieve much. Yeah. It's not that he's saying, go back and put love in it, then go do it. He's trying to tell you that if love ain't there from the beginning, the thing ain't really going to accomplish much. It's, it might blow up. The world might applaud it. But after a generation passed, it would have done more detriment and be forgotten about. Yeah. But when love is behind the thing, it changes the world. And that's why Jesus started the movement of the church built on love because this movement is powerful enough to transform the world as long as it operates in love yeah you know church people don't even know each other yeah we live in an era where people come i come you know i always tell church people it's, it's, it's trendy i got my therapist i got my pr and i got my spiritual advisor and churches come down to i get a good word from such and such no, it's beyond a good word. It's about fellowshipping with the body of Christ, yeah. coming together in unity mm. to see how can we fulfill what the Lord has decreed 
and declared that we ought to fulfill. And you know, I like that. I leave with this. Be careful that you're not delighting in evil. Be careful that the little bit of evil in the thing, because of the pleasure you feel, you overlook the evil. Because the evil will leave you in more bondage. Amen? Surround yourself with truth. Whenever a situation arises, don't be quick to judge. Listen to the whole matter, the Bible says. And look for truth. And let the Spirit of God lead you. When you and your wife have an argument, as we often do, mm-hmm. look for truth. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Hey, Cherry, <laughs> I'm going to need you not to win. I need you to look for truth. Yeah. And in truth, mm-hmm. whatever truth is, mm-hmm. rejoice. The Bible says when you find it, I've never seen rejoicing quiet. Right. That's the problem. When we find truth, we don't rejoice in it. Because it's not popular. I'm done. And I'm, this is, this is mm-hmm. extra now. Mm-hmm. We don't rejoice in truth. Why you say? Because have you ever seen somebody watch a, a game? Like you ever see me watch Steph Curry play and when he wins, I rejoice like this? No. <laughs> so, yo, man, your man won. Why you ain't? you like, I'm rejoicing. <laughs> That's a strange rejoicing. Yeah. If my son... Uh, does something phenomenal and I see it and I get to witness it and I'm like like that I just I'm rejoicing son <laughs> rejoicing has a sound yeah. it has a look yeah. it's vocal because yeah. when we delight in lies we're vocal yeah. it has a sound mm. let the sound of rejoicing in truth be heard yeah. and let the world Change by the gospel, this loving gospel. Yeah. My gospel of love. Mm. The gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm done for there. Let's pray. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Mm. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior and you're Mm. watching this program and that rocked you, man, and um you're just saying, I I I need to get back to the Lord. Uh the grace will love you and change you. Pray with me. Say, Father God. Father God. I thank you. I thank you. That you died on the cross. That you died on the cross. And God, and God, I know my nature. I know my nature. My flesh. My flesh wants to rebel. Wants to rebel against you. Against you. It wants to overlook. It wants to overlook the evils. The evils that can destroy me. That can destroy me. But Father, but Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you. I thank you that you made a way. That you made a way out of this. Out of this. You died on the cross. You died on the cross. That I may be forgiven. That I may be forgiven and set free. And set free. Thank you. Thank you for dying. For dying. Quicken my spirit. Quicken my spirit. Let me come alive. Let me come alive. By the power. By the power of your Holy Spirit. Of your Holy Spirit. I believe. I believe that you rose. That you rose. So that I may live. So that I may live. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry and if you're watching and you feel led to sow you can go to churchcityusa.com you can sow into our ministry hey listen every bit help it doesn't matter how big or small we bless god 
for you and uh we love you and we want to continue to do the work of the ministry thank you this is your boy and i'm out